This spoiler-filled podcast is recorded live, unscripted, and intended for those over 18. Now prepare your ears for the audio stimulation they've been waiting for all day as we step into the spoiler room. Welcome, everyone, to the spoiler room. I am your host, Mark Krachek, and we have a full boat here tonight to talk about a very big lizard. We're talking about Godzilla 2014, and we're just going to go down the row here. Uh, we've got Colin here, uh, movie reviewer and uh, fellow uh, movie fanatic, and new to the spoiler room. We're glad to have you here, Colin. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey. Okay, glad to have you. And then we have our uh, spoiler room regular, uh, Dawn. How are you tonight? Fabulous. Yes. And the one and only big fucking deal, Mr. Glenn Butner. How are you, sir? Yeah. We have Joe Caldwell three back in the spoiler room. How are you doing tonight? What's up, Mark? Hi, everybody. How you doing? Good to have you. And Thanks. then uh, we have another new person, a, a, a lady, to help uh, balance things out more. And so Don's not the only one. <laughs> Ramona, how are you tonight, man? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you. And Mr. Scott Davis is back. Hello. He's awake and, and ready to talk to some big lizard. Allegedly. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tony Estrada joins us as well. How are you doing tonight, Tiger Dude? Wachita! I'm yeah. doing really good. <laughs> it's great to hear. Well, uh, this past weekend, we all uh, spent our money and, and to the big, huge blockbuster <laughs> that was Godzilla, number one film of in the world uh, that we found out at the end of this weekend. Not a real big surprise there. Though, I think what was a surprise is what type of film we ended up seeing. There's been a lot of mixed comments, and I just wanted to get this group together tonight to kind of discuss a little bit. Now, if you're not familiar with the spoiler room, we will spoil the hell out of this film, so if you have not seen it yet, you may want to wait, go watch it, and then watch this episode because we will be talking about the ins and outs, the good and the bad and the ugly of Godzilla 2014. So let's uh, let's dive right into this. Now, the director is Gareth Edwards, and he directed a short, uh, well, not a short, but a small independent film called Monsters, which is probably what got him this job. And uh, you know what? I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to weigh in first here. I think <laughs> I, I, I have fast. to jump in first. I'm sorry. No, it's just so... Uh, everybody is commenting about how they haven't seen a lot of Godzilla. And I, I want to talk to you guys. That's our first point tonight I want to talk about is how much Godzilla we, we didn't see. And I'm surprised that everybody is being surprised by this point when I totally panned monsters because you never got to see the monsters till the very end of the film. So the fact that with Godzilla, we didn't really get to see him till near the end of the film shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone. But... Colin, uh, why don't we start with you first, sir? Was that a surprise to you, how little we actually got to see Godzilla in Godzilla? You know, a little bit, but I have to admit I did watch some reviews, and they did, you know, say, you know, if you're expecting it, you know, don't, be, you know, be surprised if you don't see a lot of Godzilla. And so, you know, I, I like how he teased it, though. It made it more satisfying when we were actually able to see Godzilla, and... So it didn't really take away from the film for me, personally. What about you, Don? Surprised there was very little Godzilla? I wasn't overly surprised, mm -hmm. especially after um, revisiting the original and seeing there 
was less Godzilla than the original. So no, I wasn't overly surprised that there was less Godzilla. I was disappointed, but not <laughs> surprised. Uh, Mr. Butner, we'll go right down the line here. What about you? <laughs> if I want Godzilla, I'll watch the teaser trailer, not the movie. I wanted to actually see more of Godzilla. I mean, the movie should have been called Lieutenant Fordzilla. That's what it should have been called <laughs> almost all the time. Kick ass. That's who we got to see. <laughs> kick ass. Soldier kick ass. That's who that was. Yes, that's oh. who that was. I've been trying to play this to him. I'm like, who's that funny Quicksilver. looking guy? Yeah, and he's going to be Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yeah. It's going to be awkward. Um, well, there are a couple in this movie, and then they're like, yeah, they're brother and sister in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> And Joe, what about you, sir? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I was kind of disappointed by it overall. I mean, I like Godzilla, but I did complain there was a lack of Godzilla. Maybe I'm coming around a little bit more to see it. You know, it is kind of like the original Godzilla movie where he doesn't show up for a while. And as one person commented, uh, you know, his, he, you want his presence. It's like heralded when he shows up. So, um, Honestly, I was pissed off. <laughs> Okay. I do think there should have been more Godzilla. If you're going to make it a point to state that you've, you've made and created the largest Godzilla to date, and then only give me, like, you know, little dainty clips of him here and there, and then just not enough at the, the end, it just made me so mad. Like, I've been following Godzilla my whole life. He looked amazing. Can I please see him for more than five seconds at a time? Or, <laughs> like, on the TV. Or like, oh, that or was even of, worse. Like, I'm going to watch the TV the of the TV. it on TV, yeah. That's and that's a rip off oh, the of his first movie. That's a, you know, and the first director did that in his first movie a lot. That's uh, this this reminds in some ways it reminded me of Cloverfield. When I was watching Cloverfield at times, I'm like, there's an awesome movie happening that we're not actually seeing. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Davis, what about you? Uh, it's, Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Davis. I didn't hear. I'm in here. <laughs> Look, I've gotten insomnia lately. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay. Wait. Okay, we're on live. Okay. Uh, well, here, yeah, yeah, I was, and I took a couple of things into account there. Of you panned monsters because it was because the monsters were just kind of on the sidelines and stuff. I actually loved monsters. I thought that that was a great movie. Uh, and I and you can totally see it like okay because he took what is like a giant monster thing and he focused on the human element. That's a good thing. Okay, I get that. But when you make a film and it's called Godzilla, people have ex expectations of Godzilla. And I've watched a lot of the older Godzillas this week, uh, a lot of the Showa era films. And yeah, the first one was kind of like Jaws, where you know it came out you know halfway through and stuff. But after that, you pretty you saw him kind of a lot. And then you know, of course, in the other ones you kept on seeing him. This one, it was such a little cock tease of the movie because <laughs> it would show him, and it would always cut away right away, especially towards the end when they would start to fight. Like, oh my god, they're gonna fight! They're gonna fight! They're gonna fight! <laughs> Next morning, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think I think the poor people uh, in the theater had that were sitting behind me had to listen to me just just utter out a couple audible curses every couple of times. Like, Dad! <laughs> I I totally understand now how my dog felt when I would do the I'm gonna throw the ball. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> now I felt. And now I know I know the torture I put my dog through. What about you, Tony? Uh, were you disappointed you know, at the lack of Godzilla? Uh, yeah, um, and uh, like in terms of his screen time? Yes. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't say I was disappointed because I've seen the Japanese one. Obviously, Godzilla doesn't really pop in until maybe after the first 45 minutes. And then I read a little news article how it would pay a little reminiscent to the Japanese 1954 film. So it honestly didn't bug me. And it's honestly one of my favorite films of this year. But I still would have loved to see a little more Godzilla. I'm not disappointed, though, because I did love the buildup. I love, you know, the human development that was going on. And, you know, the action sequences with the Mutos. But, yeah, overall, I would say I got to look up here just in a little bit more. <laughs> See, and for me, uh, the reason I panned Monsters was because I didn't like the fact that really we're just following these two people with their home video camera through Mexico. Um, and then suddenly at the end we get the Monsters. But the reason that didn't bug me in Godzilla is because I expected that. I expected him to be the tease with Godzilla going into it. Didn't mean I wanted that out of the Godzilla film, but it didn't mean I was quite disappointed because I was just sitting there going, you're doing exactly what I thought you would do. Now here's the question. Do you think, and this is open for, for anyone to jump in, do you think maybe they took this route because they were trying to appeal to a new fan base and to the casual Godzilla fan rather than the Godzilla fan that we all grown up with to the point of where we were given the first film where there wasn't much Godzilla, but by the time we've gotten to the later Godzilla, he's there all the time fighting monsters, and we're used to that. Whereas the casual Godzilla fan who might only know Matthew Broderick's Godzilla <sighs> might not... It might not appeal to him to see a 45-minute fight, not, not at all. a 45-minute monster fight. Thanks for bringing back the horrible past. Let me, let me, let me address that. No, I think, I think ahead, if you're going to start a franchise, a, a fresh franchise, it's a good way to start it. Like I said, I, I have some mixed emotions about the movie now that I'm thinking about it more. Uh, initially, I didn't like it, but if you're starting a franchise, it's a good way to introduce the character. I don't know where the hell you go with monster characters, though, because that's the problem with monsters is they're not characters. You can't really... They're animals. You can't develop them, so... I don't know. Well, can you yeah. hear me? Can, was, can you guys yeah, hear my yeah, audio? Hear, yeah, yeah, fine. yeah, but, you know, I was watching some of those, and I haven't seen the... Uh, you pronounce them Heisei, Heisei areas? Uh, I don't know how to speak standard Japanese, but I was watching some of the Showa-era Godzillas, and even if they aren't uh, you know, actual like characters and everything. They did the uh, monsters did have personalities. You know, well, you, uh, a lot of those monsters did have a sense of personality. But you can't uh, write a narrative around it, though. You can't really no. write a. a, a well, you have to add the humans in to make it interesting to humans, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's where the film kind of has a hard time. Well, because I thought it was a little bit like Cloverfield too. Yeah. I I thought it tried to combine the elements of Cloverfield and Pacific Rim. I would I would say that if if that was their intent, I think it was an awful choice, based mm -hmm. on based on who's going to see this movie. So you have the Godzilla fans, and then you have the as you call them like the more casual. Yeah. Th those people who aren't as familiar with Godzilla, I'm thinking that's your average movie going public, who for the most part are morons, and <laughs> they gone, and they would have pissed themselves silly if this had been nothing but 90 minutes of Godzilla breathing fire down other dudes' throats. 
they would have lo- they would have eaten it up, and they'd be lining up for the sequel already. Uh, because well, the- you know the the people where a more emotional story like this appeals to is or you know that human drama. Some of the Godzilla fans, but then also that's going to appeal to people who aren't going to see this movie. That's going to appeal to people who are going to see, you know, a Wes Anderson flick or something like that, where, you know, or, or they're seeing, you know, they're seeing, my, like, my parents. They're not going to go see this movie, but they're going to see more of a human drama. Let me, let me ask a question, though, real quick of all you guys. Do you think, I mean, do you think that the people that you knew that were real Godzilla fans, they liked the film? That's what I seem to get from it, that people that actually were into Godzilla liked the movie. I'm a, I consider myself a casual <laughs> Godzilla fan. You know? Oh my Ramona god! Might, no? Ramona might dis- uh, disagree with you with that. Okay, okay, okay. But the people I encountered that they seemed to kind of appreciate the Godzilla they were presented, the fans. So. Um, oh gosh! I mean, and you had. They must not have blinked during the movie. You guys who couldn't be on the podcast tonight, Derek Carey and, and Tom. Uh, Burdinsky are big Godzilla fans, and they, and they both. Yeah, they disliked it. Yeah, I've seen mixed. I've seen mixed, kind of down the line, um, which is surprising because I would expect it to be pretty much like you said. Like if you were into Godzilla you, beforehand, you'd think this way. If you were coming up at it fresh, you were this way. I'd kind of expect that, but from what I've seen, and admittedly, that's only like maybe a couple dozen people out of the millions who saw it, it's been pretty uh, evenly split between, like, whether the people like it or dislike it, not necessarily, like, where they were coming from. I mean, I think that the idea, that's a good, it's a, it's a good question, Mark, and I, th- and I, I, I think, that, I don't know if that's what they were thinking. I think it was actually a ballsy decision to do what they did and get Gareth Edwards there. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say his name right? I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, no, uh, so, uh, I think that was a really good idea. I think it was a ballsy move. Like, okay, we're going to tell this human story. I think they just kind of went a little too far in that direction for mm-hmm. this type of movie. Like, you've already made monsters. You've already made <laughs> well, that personal human yeah. film. You can tell the uh, human story. Please do. We <laughs> Trust me. I am not going to get on your case if you actually put in some re- honest-to-God characters in a summer blockbuster. Well, but... <laughs> Yeah, it just—it was too much. It was too much in the one direction, and then it would just would just sure. tease, 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 and then cut away. Mm-hmm. Also, when we saw Godzilla, all the smoke and rubble and everything. Oh my god, I don't I like see that. 3D. I don't I like see that. I don't see 3D. You know, as you can see, the peepers aren't exactly great, so I can't <laughs> see a 3D movie. Uh, but. So, I, I swear to God, knowing how dark those 3D screens get, I don't know how any of you saw anything <laughs> in those movies because it was already pretty damn dark. I just felt it was exactly like they took the movie Monsters and then they just like the inbred Godzilla, Godzilla onto it. Like, because it's exactly the same movie. There are two people trying to reach each other. You know, in, in Monsters they were trying to get to America, but it was like this like sort of cheesy love story, which I really like Monsters a lot better than this movie, but... They exactly the same stuff. They showed Godzilla on TV. They showed the monsters on TV. And of course, at the end of Monsters, if you haven't seen, I'm gonna spoil it for you. The monsters are not that bad, really, right, Mark? Yeah. It, to me, it was yeah. kind of the monster abyss of monster movies, which yeah. I, I, I consider that a compliment. It's like uh, yeah. The, and um, I enjoyed that film, but this film is so much like it. And I had read an article with the director before Monsters came out, and he said that's why I showed the monster in Monsters 
right at the beginning because I always hated monster movies where they didn't show them till like 30, 40 <laughs> minutes in. And then when I saw this, I was thinking about that actually. So you think there's gonna be like a, a like just like a, a big like throng of people outside of like his like posh Beverly Hills house or apartment <laughs> or something, yeah. just holding up that article, just like. <laughs> here, here's a here's a question I kind of want to I want to go down the line with. Um, do you think maybe some of the editing choices they made with Godzilla, and maybe possibly the lack of Godzilla fighting that we saw, was on part due to the poor performance by Pacific Rim? Tony, let's start with you. What, what do you think? Do you think maybe Pacific Rim might have made him a little gun-shy of not showing as much, considering Pacific Rim, that's pretty much all it was? Well, you know the trailers for Pacific Rim, they pretty much did show all the fight scenes, but according to what you saw in the reactions for that film, everyone didn't seem to care because everyone seemed to love the living shit out of that film. Like They're going crazy for the battle scenes. And that's honestly how I felt with Godzilla. So I do think Godzilla did a good job um, hiding the final 20 minutes because, like I said, I thought the buildup was uh, paid off really well to that final 20 minutes. And that's why I really love the film. I can understand why I could bore some people. I, under I understand why some people could hate it. But to me, it was really worth it. Colin, what about you? Do you think maybe Pacific Rim might have made them a little gun-shy in showing too much monster fighting? I do think so, because I think that overall, here at least in America, Pacific Rim really underperformed compared to what they thought it was going to do. And I mean, I love Pacific Rim. I thought it was an absolute... It's like what Transformers should have been. Yeah. Just, gigantic, <laughs> just gigantic machines beating the crap out of each other. And... You know, I think Warner Bros. was a little bit hesitant because they're like, well, this didn't really work, so what if we only showed a little bit here and there? Maybe it'll work out better, and it seems to be doing pretty well overall. Sure. Ramona, what about what about you? Uh, do you think maybe Pacific Rim made them gun-shy on it? Because some of these fight scenes look like there was supposed to be more, and they put it on the cutting room floor. Um, I think that it factored in, but I think they went to the opposite extreme, where it was like, all right, Pacific Rim was all of this, so and that didn't make people happy. Instead of finding like a nice little medium, they went the complete opposite way, where to me it was just like, it really wasn't enough for me. And I consider myself a pretty big Godzilla fan. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Don? Uh, oh, I, I agree. I think that... Um, I, I do think that... Pacific Rim's underwhelming mm -hmm. uh, results of the box office were definitely had an effect on this, and I agree with Ramona that they went too far in the other direction to compensate rather than finding some nice median. They decided to go, well, let's get the audience to connect with the people, but they didn't make the people Worth connecting with, yes. <laughs> exactly. That's, I agree with that. What about uh, you, Glenn? I don't know if that's really what it was. Because um, it does. I mean, it really does seem like there's a lot of fighting on the cutting room floor in this, the way they edit yeah. it. it. It seems like they did leave a lot out. and Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I think it might have been there a little bit, but I think a lot of it is just it's the director's style. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, he's not all, you know, all flash. He's very little flash. He's more, 
but more for story, which, unfortunately, my biggest gripe, aside from the, you know, eight seconds of Godzilla, um, is, is the tremendous... So you have you have a tremendous cast in this film, mm-hmm. and it is one of the most wasted uses of talent mm-hmm. I have ever seen. I mean, I forget the actress' name, the one that plays Cranston's Elizabeth, wife. Elizabeth. Oh, uh, up in two minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian Cranston. We'll have him cry, say some crazy things, and then kill him off. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll take Ken uh, Watanabe, or however you pronounce his name, yeah. and just basically make him stand around looking mopey the whole movie and give yeah. him, like, four lines. Sally Hawkins, same thing. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just such a an absolute waste of talent. Why, why, why did you cast these people in these roles if you aren't going to use them? Though they did make the best of the roles they had. I mean, it showed them what kind of actors they were because the, they did go with the human element, but the humans kind of felt a little stereotypical. I mean, like cookie cutter, like cliche, disaster type people. You know. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, still on that bridge. <laughs> I, I, that line, I was like, really? They just said, there's muscle still on that bridge. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's the worst line. The guy's like an admiral in the Navy. There's monsters killing each other. Yes, there's buses on the freaking bridge. Who cares about the children? Like I said, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they, these, they, no, uh, um, Iron Man 3 did it. Uh, freaking yeah. Spider-Man 2 did it. They have to inject this, like, 13-year-old kid in it because it's a PG-13 year old kid, they have to, like a preteen child to run around in the movie and be uh, introduced to danger. It's freaking annoying. I watch it with my kids and it's funny because my kids, those are the parts they like the best. And so psychologically, (laughs) I understand why they put it in the movie and it pisses me off. I'm like, it's so bad. It's like, yes, I understand he's a good guy and He's running around helping the little kid, but it was just totally freaking unnecessary. I mean, yeah, when, when it wasn't when, when it wasn't his son, he, they they like threw in like a surrogate Japanese kid. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what my friend said though. The nurse, the nurse didn't even matter. It was like you know she didn't. Yeah, you you were hoping maybe for a little more with the roles. It it I think it does fall into what um was was said by Ramona and Dawn is the fact that they almost seem to have gone one too extreme. On the one with the trying to add the human element is that they didn't find a happy medium and they kind of went the other way with it. Um, I mean, I I like the performances of, of uh, Cranston when he was on. Uh, you know, I thought he was really well done. I wish I would have seen more of Watanabe, but when he was on, I I did enjoy his screen time, even though his character was underused and <laughs> everybody was pretty much underused in this. Uh, but I will say that. When you do get the scenes with Godzilla, as brief as they were, when you did see them, for me, it at yeah. least made it that much more. Uh, I, and I think this is what it was going for. Yeah. was a, a spectacle. It, it was more surprising when you got to see Godzilla because the one thing he did capture, I think we'll all agree, is scale and scope of the monsters. Which is something that I think may have even been a little lost in Pacific Rim. Here it seemed to be better to get the the actual sizing of the monsters of just how big these Godzilla was. I think he well, did. They portrayed it more like a natural disaster, basically. Which mm-hmm. I kind of like that part, the fight scenes, and that's when they took you away from it, where you're looking at it on the TV or from a distance. It was like a typhoon or something, you know. I mean, he's creating tidal waves. I mean. I mean, they literally 
leveled cities, though, and at the end of the movie when it said, Godzilla saves the city, I was like, did it really save the city? I mean, there's a couple of dead radioactive corpses around, uh, you know, <laughs> buildings that are destroyed. Uh, I know that kid got killed in that tidal wave, and the dog got killed in the tidal People got killed in those tidal waves. I mean, yeah, he's all friendly, and he's like a cat when he's sleeping, but he fucking killed a lot of people. He's <laughs> like, he's he's not that cuddly, you know what I mean? It's but like, the, don't try to make him all cuddly. Need, yeah. But the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, so those <laughs> few died, so this is my <laughs> what what hero like killed more people, Godzilla or Superman? The, yeah, that's true. The, was the there we go. Who who killed? Who destroyed more urban landscape and killed more people, Godzilla or Superman? Godzilla. Godzilla. Well, well, the new Superman's a dick too. I think that's pretty much a, a, a given at this point. It was like, oh, man, it's like he doesn't know what a hero is at all. They should just have them two fight each other. Fuck it. <laughs> Godzilla, there we go. Godzilla Next movie. Cut to the chase. Godzilla. I don't want to even... Yeah. Godzilla versus Superman. Just 90 minutes of them fighting in various big cities and leveling them to the ground. There we go. I would, I would pay to see that, to be honest. <laughs> I think we all would. I think at this point we would, definitely. Or bad... Team up together to fight Godzilla. There was supposed to be a Godzilla versus Batman where they were going to go against, uh, where he was going to go against Adam West and Burt Ward in the sixties. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, that was one of the aborted films that I had read about. There was like all these weird Godzilla films that never got made, and I'm like that would have either been the. I think I said this on Facebook. I said that would have either been the worst Batman film ever or the best. There's no in between. Pulls <laughs> up the Godzilla repellent. There you go. Let me, let me, let me, can I throw my pitch to the Hollywood producers that are watching the show? Sure, go no, ahead. I was saying, just make, a, <laughs> just make a kaiju movie that takes place like post human race and just have like narration and explain how the kaiju are fighting each other after they destroyed us, killed us, and you could have it like a computer narrating a satellite or something watching it. I don't know. Just cut out the people. And just have the <laughs> Make it like a freaking nature show. I just want to see destruction, That's... variety of kaiju. I'm there. Like lightning, right? Exactly. No, I'm lighting. totally there. In, in just in a post-apocalyptic, the cities have been destroyed. So, so you're talking radiation all over the damn place. Just wild shit happening. I w fantasy. You're talking, fantasy. About, you're talking about walk with kaiju versus. Yes, walk exactly. <laughs> like one of those nature movies, but just like. You could focus on one of the creatures and just have it go through various steps and just cut out the human element. It's not needed. It's, the daily life of the Godzilla is filled with... No. Exactly. I want yeah. Ramona to narrate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You can contact Country me on my YouTube channel. For, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> When it's not fighting monsters, Godzilla enjoys a long swim in the ocean. There you go, see? <laughs> and he was and I want to see him swimming. with his fiery blue fire as he roars. <laughs> there you go, see? You do it like planet Earth, totally. Just just yeah. totally play it up. I think there we go. We got our next pitch. Let's, let's, let's get I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to get um, that in. Sorry. Well worth it. Well worth it. Okay. I, I will say, okay, we don't get to see a lot of Godzilla. You didn't quite like the human element. I will say, though, how he offed the two Mudos were were very cool. Uh, mm -hmm. The deaths of those two Mudos 
were actually very cool and very Godzilla-ish. Uh, the one where he just bats the one thing into the building and it gets skewered. But but the last death, uh, it's like they built up to that final scene, and I had to admit, that really gave me chills, but I just was like cheering when he opened up his mouth and just yeah. pumped the fire down. I'm like, okay, that's badass. Where was the rest of that? <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a Godzilla-sized Snicker snack. You can do this now. I'm telling you. He tosses the head to it. He holds onto the head for a while and tosses it. He's um, also a fan of decapitation. Yes, he is. Yes. So. Decapitation is good. No, I have had... I know I'm in the right place. Yeah, we were talking about decapitations earlier. The women uh, are chanting for decapitation. That's yeah, right. they were, actually. The women were talking about decapitation. You notice that what he, he did use a f- few of his patented Godzilla moves, though, I noticed. Even he being did. the casual fan who hadn't seen the movies in a while, he was stomping on the one guy, which... I love that. I mean, he. he I like this. Just, I love the design. I loved his arms, the way they were like regular arms. He had like gorillas, sort of like size arms, and they were just. I, he looked really cool. That's one thing I'll give it. He looked freaking awesome. But, and so did the Motu. They kind of looked like the um, Thundercats uh, lion for a minute. That's what my friend <laughs> oh my told God. me. Like, it looks kind of like the Thundercats lion. I was like, eh. It they yeah, reminded me God. if you took the. Uh, uh, Voltron. What is it? No, Voltron. Voltron. I'm sorry. Voltron. Yeah, Whatever. Voltron. The thing yeah. on the thing. Sorry, yeah. What were you going to say, Ramona? Oh, I was going to say the, the Mutos remind me if you took kind of a little bit of the Cloverfield, the mm-hmm. Starship Troopers bugs, and then yeah. kind of threw in from, I'm going to go Gamera here, but the, the Gaios from Gamera <laughs> where their heads are kind of shaped, they're shaped similar to that. Uh, That's like if they had a big, like, orgy, this is what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they said they, they said the that picture, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you orgy. That's a whole yeah. other film. Oh, orgy. I know, nightmares about tonight. Orgy of the Kaiju. There you go. Another genre. Oh, that could be part two, you know, oh, for our. Great. <laughs> you just said that now the internet. You just said that now on the internet's going to spawn this ain't Godzilla Triple X. <laughs> Godzilla makes a pornography all of a sudden. Oh dear. I, I, I think we can all agree, too, uh, and I, I think I'm going down the road. I will start with Ramona uh, being the huge Godzilla fan. you got to admit, he did look, when we did finally get to see him, he looked God- Godzilla. Did, did he look like Godzilla? He did, and I was honestly in the beginning before, you know, when we were kind of just seeing little clips of him, this is like mm-hmm. before the movie, I was a little worried. Some of the angles to me looked like he had a face like a pug where it was, like, squished in too much. Well, I mean, when you saw some of the early sure. pictures, and then the toys came out, and the toys gave me confidence, because, like, a weirdo, I had to go and buy every one of them. <laughs> and But when he came on the screen, I, that's what makes me mad, because he looked so awesome and amazing, and then to just not get to appreciate it as much as I wanted to, it just made me disheartened. <laughs> what about uh, you, Colin? Did you like the way Godzilla was looking? Yeah, he looked. I thought he just looked amazing overall. And if somebody did a review, and they're like, "He looked like a puppy dog." Every time I saw him, I was expecting him to just start sticking his tongue out at me. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'd be okay scene. with that. When <laughs> <laughs> I think you mentioned something about that, did you? How he was at the end of the film, just kind of a, a puppy dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still, I liked how he looked, mm-hmm. but. You know, 
it's it's uh, I I needed more of that. Right. Know, like the way because I mean, you know, just you know, the whole you know, well, but you had to admit, you know, he looked great. I'm like, it's fine. You know what else looked great? The lightsabers in the the prequels look great. <laughs> are good. I don't care how good the lightsabers look. I wanted really? to keep you around that. Sure. I missed it. <laughs> okay, who sorry, unleashed your... no, sorry, I ate something earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell. So what did you think of, of the Godzilla and the monster designs, Don? Oh, hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked great. I had actually read something on IMDb that uh, they the filmmakers were getting slack because Godzilla was too fat. I love that. They need to review really? some of the older films because he was pretty hippie in a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had read something about that, and I'm like, I thought he looked I thought he looked great. I thought they did a, a very good job of um, supersizing him, but keeping him proportionate, yeah. It made the arms longer. Yeah, I mean, they definitely yeah. made the arms longer. I, I, I just thought the whole fat thing was so funny when it came out, and there were people who were offended by that, and, people were, and I thought it was so funny because I thought, this is great because this is like the, the Japanese. I mean, by now, Godzilla is a cultural icon in Japan. Yeah. And yeah. the Americans come out with their Godzilla, you know, for getting that, you know, eight ninety eight abortion there. But he's and, and he comes out and they go, Oh, you know this is American Godzilla, he's so fat. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Too too many trips to the drive through Godzilla. <laughs> and I just thought that was just so hilarious. Because there's, I'm there's, like, there's, yeah, there's, that's, there's a perfect critique on the on the West and when oh Don is, is Don when you just said super size I'm like oh that too super size Godzilla yes yeah <laughs> I'm like that's hilarious like yeah. going around now where it's got the picture of the new Godzilla and the old Godzilla and it's like since I when did this sexier than this yeah Stop, you know the Hollywood you know body yeah. and all that stuff and real kaiju have curves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't take credit for that joke I saw that on a poster. <laughs> What about what about you, Tony? Did you do you like the design of the Godzilla, the beefier Godzilla? <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Hell to the <laughs> fucking yes, man! I thought I thought the visual and the detail on him it just looked magnificent. Godzilla just looks at you. The detail on his eyes it looks scary, and you just really buy him as this big giant beefed up monster. I was just really impressed. What about you, Joe? You liked it? Yeah, I mean, I thought the design was cool. I liked the longer arms. I liked when they showed his hand. It was like, uh, kind of looked like art, almost the ar armor plating the mm -hmm. scales. And then, like, the the big sacky bottom, I thought it was cool because instead of, you know, because obviously the old costume was a guy in it or whatever, but mm -hmm. it, it looked kind of cool because the way they, they designed it, it made it kind of look like a bear where he had the long arms, but his bottom was heavy like a bear, if you know what sure. I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of like that. I don't know. I the the design was one thing I really liked. Even the design on the Motu, I thought was pretty freaking cool. Definitely Cloverfield. I thought influenced you know, though. Yeah. Yeah, with the Muto, that's why I thought like when they get J.J. Abrams to design. Well, they ripped off a lot from Pacrim though too, with the uh, EMP and then the blue lightning and you know the. 
I don't know. I, there, I thought there was there was a lot of ode to a number of different kaiju movies, both good and bad, um, young and old. Uh, everyone caught, I'm sure, hopefully the Mothra reference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what my buddy kept telling me. I I, I liked that. What was that? Reference. I didn't catch it. My buddy yeah, was I didn't telling catch me. It either. You gotta it, tell me. Sorry. They're in. They're they're uh, Cranston and um, Ford, in the house. They're in the house, their old oh, house, okay. and it's all overgrown and everything. They're visiting 15 years later, and he's got a aquarium that apparently had a moth in it or whatever. And he's got a name at the bottom, and it says Mothra. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even see that. Wow, I gotta, I gotta tell my friend that. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I even saw one. it. I he saw one. it that closely. Yeah. I did like that Ken Watanabe's uh, character was named Doctor Sarazawa too. I thought that was yes. cool. Yeah, that was, that about, was a cool. How about let's discuss uh, his uh, decision to let them fight. I was like, is this guy on somebody's payroll? Seriously? <laughs> I'm like, he's getting paid for this advice? Let them fight? I'm like, well, they're fighting only they're only fighting over nuclear weapons. Jesus, destroying cities. It's like, let them fight. I, I can't believe the, the army can't come up with something to kill these things. That's what I thought this movie was going to be more. Just the army fighting them. I'm like, come on. Have you not? Have you not watched all the other Godzilla films? Anything they came up with never keeps them keeps it's them got, dead. Well, <laughs> then, yeah. uh, and I'll tell you, this army, the army, they're so stupid. <laughs> if we had had this army during World War II, we'd all be walking around singing Deutschland, Deutschland right now. <laughs> the whole. So we got to get this nuclear weapon to San Francisco. So we're going to take it directly along the path of one of the monsters that wants to eat it, as opposed train. to train. Like, one down from from up north or down south and bring it that way. We only have nuclear weapons in one part of the country. <laughs> there was, that's that. where the whole movie kind of like took a flaw to me. Because what was their? They wanted nuclear power, right? They wanted plutonium or whatever's in yeah, the weapon, yeah, right? Yeah. So why did they just go to the Midwest where there's like tons of shit in Iowa and stuff in, in like? I mean, what was what was the fascination? I know they were trying to meet each other halfway, but that one creature could have just stayed there at the bunker where they had all the other radioactive material, and I, it was just like that whole pseudoscience crap. Like, and then Godzilla's supposed to be this apex predator, right? That's why his theory was let them fight, right? What the hell did they do with the bodies? After these bodies had to have radiation, they're just left in the city. At least they could have grabbed them at the end and drug them to the ocean with them, like. He was going to freaking eat him or something. What was – I didn't understand Godzilla's motivation to kill him besides that he was, like, the balancing force in nature. Was that the only reason? They like referred him as an apex predator. Like well, a you know, apex predators eat what they kill. I don't – they would at least, you know, grab it and drag it into the ocean. Well, you, I, that would have been more plausible. I mean, well, after taking your – Like, or whatever you did. I don't know. He was just pissed off. He was – you know, they woke him up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, those are the McCoys. It must be. Yeah, like, oh, they're awake. I gotta kick their asses. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> well, I took it. I took it as, and it's happened in the previous. And this is where, just like with the ending, felt owed to a few of the older Godzillas. Yeah. You had a territorial thing for a while. They used to play with the Godzilla of, of at least the way I interpreted it, where he has a big monster. There's another big monster <laughs> on his area or on his, you know. Planet. His planet, <laughs> and you, you know, See, and he's pissed because he's like, "This is my stomping grounds, goddammit. You need to explain my movie, Mark. You need to narrate my movie. Godzilla's that defender type guy, and the only thing missing from the end was a little Japanese kid going, "Bye, Godzilla." I understand that, but 
Well, see, somebody, somebody. Oh, I think it was you, Joe, that mentioned it was kind of a cheesy ending. And for me, there have been Godzilla films that had the cheesy ending. Son of Godzilla, for crying out loud. Well, yeah, uh, I, I didn't understand how he took damage in this movie. The damage seemed like, oh, I took a few missiles to the face, but and like I just fell down after the fight with the. I know I took some damage, and then did I absorb the radiation? I I think I wrote that part in myself. Did was he absorbing the radiation and? That was how he saved the city. That's the only reason I could understand that save the city part was maybe he absorbed all the radiation like off them and like took it to the deep ocean with him. Was that don't something that happened, or was I imagining that? I was like, science. what? <laughs> don't try to understand the science. Well, I mean, they had I the did, air drop. They do the halo drop into the city because of the EMP. Yeah, they drive in. What's the first thing they do when they land on the ground? Whip on electric turn gadget on, and go... Turn on a thing. I caught that too. He turned it on. And then who would attack a thing like that with planes? I'm like, oh, it, we have, like, weapons that can, like, shoot you from, like, 50 miles away. Why would you come at that thing with a freaking plane? I'm like, it, it, it already displayed it can shoot an EMP off once, and then you're going to send, like, five planes at it. That's our government at work right there. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, the, the first Godzilla, 1954, and even a few after, had that subtext of uh, nuclear war, natural disaster. Do you think, uh, we'll start with Colin on this, do you think that this film accurately portrayed some of the concerns we have as far as environment um, destruction as well as uh, uh, still a kind of a fear of nuclear and uh, damage as well. Do you think that they accurately kind of added that subtext to this film, or was that uh, really not as deep as the 1954 film? No. You know, I, I think it had some uh, subtext, but it definitely wasn't that deep. I mean, you could definitely see the destruction and the panic over these things, but it wasn't so, I think, blatantly obvious as the first Godzilla film was when it was really more relevant to what the character was created for. What about you, Don? No, not at all. All I right. Don't, I, I don't. <laughs> Glenn, what about you? You think they were trying for it? No, no, it wasn't. I mean, in in the in the older ones, the whole radioactive, you know, atomic bomb thing—that's what made Godzilla. Mm -hmm. In this one, they even point out the fact that all those atomic bomb yeah. tests weren't tests; they were trying to blow up Godzilla. Yeah. So it, Godzilla's not something we made. Godzilla is something He's that activated. They, they change it. Godzilla is something that existed before us. Yeah, he was activated by the first submarine. That's the way I understood the story. Was I wrong or the first nuclear sub like awakened him? Right? Oh, yeah, the the nuclear, there was a guy yelling at his kid in the theater, and I missed some of the stories. So. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "He's gonna kill his kid." Me and my friend, whatever. That's another whole story, but. He, he was like the subs awakened him, right? The nuclear first, their subs like kind of activated him, right? right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, sub were the first nuclear test, I think, did. Yeah. But I mean, they've done that story before, haven't they, Ramona? Yeah. Where they've uh, Godzilla's been awoken by a, a a you know he was already there and he's been awoken by the nuclear explosions or a sword with a lightning bolt or. <laughs> That was yeah, Jason. That was Jason. Godzilla too. Oh, yeah, I don't Ramona's think that message of, I, I, is a, is a, is very uh, clear. If they were even trying to have some kind of you know hidden agenda message in this movie, I don't think it was. <laughs> I think you can still watch the original one today and and feel an impact on it more than this movie. 
Yeah. Scott, what about you, sir? Did you see? Well, it? you know, and it's important to note that this is that you know the original was from Japan, the one place that has actually had civilian populations decimated <laughs> by nuclear weapons from an outside force. That was this, and it was not ancient history when Godzilla came out, 1954. That was nine years before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That would be like that would be like us reliving something that happened in 2005. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it was very recent history, so it was a very much a cautionary tale. And if you watch that movie, it's very somber. It's very mm-hmm. like this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think they cared. I don't think yeah. they even that's, bothered to do it to yeah. the to the subtext. I think that they tried to make it even more somber, even more serious, and kind of uh, create something else. But that goes with. Um, my biggest problem with the movie, which I don't know if I should cover now or not. Well, honestly. we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get to that in a minute. I, I yeah. <laughs> because, well, because, I, I, yeah. In response to that, the whole part of the thing that, one thing that, a uh, part that made me mad was the whole, the reason why uh, what Kanabi's character didn't want to use atomic bomb was because his dad was at, and I'm like, okay, that's, okay, that's we're using atomic bomb, but we're not bombing a Japanese city, you know, we're, we're, Bombing a giant monster. Yeah. And this kind of had that like true lies thing. Well, it's okay. We got it like about a mile or two from the coast, and the bomb went off. It's fine, dude. Shock waves. Nuclear yeah. fallout. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yes, you know what? All of all of those people in um. San Francisco that your happy just got saved, including the kids on the bus, probably either going to die horribly of radiation poisoning or grow tentacles. Even worse. Bomb oh, <laughs> was so far out. I mean, when they when they started carrying it, they had like twenty five minutes left to walk it to a boat, fight a monster, and send the boat off. Which means that thing should have blown up probably before they even got on the boat, but. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Let's let's get to Tony. What about you? Did you see any subtext at all in the uh, film? Any message at all, or is it uh, much like uh, some of the rest of us saw, where it was kind of flat as far as any type of message outside of the uh, the human relationship we had going on? Um, to be not really. It's pretty <laughs> much what just Colin really said about yeah. the human emotions not really being as deep, but I mean, even though if the human emotions aren't as deep as the original Japanese film, I still thought they were really well developed for what mm-hmm. the film was trying to go for. Alright, great. And uh you know what? I, I I'll put it out here because I'm a cute <laughs> person. I honestly think that maybe some of us who had problems with, with the human parts of it, I think a little bit would have been added had the guy stayed on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually glad they, they did you know, that. I me, thought they were going to yeah. do that. I'm like, oh, screw you, man. I wanted to see him pull a dark night, pull a dark night and drive it out. That's what I thought was going to happen. That's what I thought it was. They were going to nuke him, and I kind of wanted to see that. I'm like, okay, he falls, then Godzilla falls, but then Godzilla gets back up. He's like, yeah, I had a good nap. See you later. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, so I think the room shows definitely that they're uh, definitely from different well, perspectives of uh, this film. The subtext thing, though, was kind of a little bit about that stupid Fukushima plant. Well, I'm not going to say stupid because it changed the world, but that Fukushima nuclear plant. I, so I don't agree 100% it didn't have any subtext because it was kind of like, 
I, I think what they were trying to possibly say was that we're making the world more possible for these things to exist by using more and more nuclear power. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think that might have been slightly the angle, and that you know Godzilla's here to, you know, even the score, balance the, you know, he's like basically a force of nature. Obviously, he says that we think we are right. in control, but really, you know, Godzilla, blah blah, you know. So, <laughs> um, but I, I, I definitely that Fukushima thing had to be, you know, obviously when they were writing the script, that had to be yeah, on their mind. So that definitely had the hints of the the or, or a taste or flavor of Fukushima. Uh, what they were going for. I mean, that's the closest, uh, the the most recent uh, well, yeah. nuclear involved. The movie, disaster, the movie so. would have been cool if that would have activated Godzilla. You know that they could have had like a real event tie into like instead of making this completely, and they could have saved the money on Brian Cranston. They could have just had like the <laughs> Fukushima plant set this guy off or whatever. You know, activated him. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I always like to create these movies in my head, Mark. That's why I like to. Yeah, well, I, I know. I it's, know. Like, it's, like, it's like you were watching this movie and you were thinking, like... Rewrites. I, Rewrites. Wish, I, was, I wish I was watching this one movie instead. <laughs> and, which is something I can totally get. I've done that, too. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think we're going on an hour here. Uh, I think we've spoken a lot of good things uh, interesting points on the film and I think that what we the opinions we have here in the spoiler room shows exactly what we have going on in the audience we have many people who are uh, disappointed many people are in between and some of us who really loved it um, even with all of its uh, flaws so uh, we'll go down the line here we'll start with Tony uh, Tony uh, name one good thing you really I mean the most what you find the what was your f- most favorite part of the film, and the one thing that you really did not like about the movie? I know you liked it overall, but uh, if you could pick one thing you really loved and one thing you really hated, what would that be with Godzilla? Well, overall, uh, I love the film, but if I have to pick like a nitpick that probably did bug me the most, I would say just those couple of times that they tease you, like. They, you think that Godzilla's going to fight against those Mutos and then it cuts the vision. It's all like, come on, really? You're not going <laughs> to give us that epic fight right there? What the fuck, Gareth Edwards? But yeah, well, this that's, is that's the one that bugs me the most, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, I, I can see your point on that because there's the one fight where it, it looked so realistic. It looked like almost they were back to the guys in suits and you have this shot of the guys, the, the, the Mutos flying around and we cut away. And it's like, yeah. wait! They, they even did the cool. same thing with the Las Vegas scene. So it's so all like, come on. Yeah. And what, what and was then, like your Oh, like the best favorite. part. And then, um, like I said, I did love the whole movie, but if I did have to say like my absolute favorite part, the one that made me go, oh my gosh, yes! I would have to say it's literally the final 20 minutes. During that final... <laughs> I'm not kidding you. During that final 20 minutes, I was like going... I was going out of control. I couldn't control myself. There was even a couple of people that turned around and looked at me like, calm down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just me, though. I would say about 50% of my audience was getting excited. They were like, oh, my God, it's Godzilla. <laughs> and, of course, once Godzilla breathed the blue fire out of his mouth, everyone was going, oh, yeah. <laughs> That was the moment I was waiting for. Yeah. I would definitely say, uh, out of all the showings I've been to this year, I would say my Godzilla screening has the best 
and most exciting theater audience everywhere. Everyone was just pretty much having fun with the film. Awesome. Mr. Mr. Davis, I know I know you, you pretty much deflected overall, but uh, uh, what would be your one best part of the film and uh, worst, ultimate worst? Okay, the best, I will say, is that I still... There are some things to enjoy, and I think probably the biggest is that I still think Gareth Edwards is a very good director, and the film, some of these shots and everything, and the way he would set up the mood to make it feel like you are right there and everything, some of that was really done well. I thought that was really... I mean, even like just simple things when they're... There's no monsters in sight, but they know they're out in the distance and they're kind of traveling with that bomb and they're kind of like looking out. Some of those shots were just so beautiful. It just like put me right there. So I liked that a lot. Uh, the thing I hated the most wasn't even the tease about Godzilla. And it was the thing I was worried about with this. And it was about the tone. And this is not on all on Air Edwards or anybody. It's actually on us as a society, American society. If there's one thing, and I love my country, don't get me wrong, but if there's one thing that troubles me about American culture, it is the huge hard-on we get over Armageddon. You know? <laughs> disaster porn. We love disaster porn in, in our movies. You know, if you can show us a city getting destroyed, you know, innocent people running, going, ah, and then getting wiped out. <laughs> Absolutely. They love it. No, people just love it, and everything from these Roland Emmerich crap to a uh, thing like this. So everything is so serious. And everything is like, oh my gosh, now look, you get to see thousands of people get wiped out. The original film got to do that and show some of that, but it still had an emotional heart to it beyond the special effects because that wasn't its main point. It was trying to make a point. And then, of course, the later films were just kind of getting more and more fun. This film really fed into that weird thing, and I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's our history, our upbringing, our religion, anything. I'd love to figure it out. Uh, but we get this huge boner when it comes to destroying ourselves. We don't get it from creating <laughs> things. We don't get it from, like, the, it's like they don't have the imagination to create things, so they everybody blows their wad on, like, imagining how things are going to destroy themselves. That's why you hear about all this stuff about the end times and all this stuff. And I honestly do think all of that is tied in with this tone where it is so bleak. It is so serious all the time. And it's just this super hyper-violent, very serious, humorless film or you're just seeing thousands of extras getting wiped out by special effects, and I think that is the biggest problem. It was the one thing I was worried was going to happen with this movie because it has happened so many times before, and it happened in for like two and a half hours on this movie. So, yeah, that was my biggest problem with it. And, and it happened in Man of Steel in the last 50 minutes. So, and Man of anyway. Steel as well. And, that, and I think we can all, a lot of us anyway, can agree that it's one of the things, that Man of Steel had no sense of humor and it was just this disaster porn stuff, and I just don't like it. I just hate it. I mean, uh, when I, I was watching this movie, and you know what I was saying? And this, is a, and this you should never say, honestly, because I know that there's already going to be people going, what? No! But I said, you know... All the same, as far as giant monster movies go are concerned, I'd rather be watching a mega shark film right now. Woo! <laughs> because 
as because as goofy as those are, as stupid They're as happy. those are, you know what? Those are a lot more fun than this. This is just beating this dead horse. Now you're gonna watch this thing. Don't worry, we'll show the dog and the kid outrun him. They're probably dead anyway. But we're gonna show. <laughs> we're dead. We're dead. They, they, they drowned. I mean, at least it's they got radiation. Like Sharknado. At least it's not Sharknado. I love Sharknado. Me too. Sharknado. Sharknado delivered on what it, it promised. It. Did it promise there, there were no false promises in that, yeah. <laughs> you knew what you signed up for. I'm going to see. Comes out in July. And there'll be a three as well in 2015 to compete. So and, and Rift Tracks is going to do a live riffing of the original Sharknado this summer. Yes, they are. So as, an, as a Mystery Science Theater uh, fan, I, I'm into that. So, <laughs> Miss Miss Ramona, a Miss uh, Godzilla fan extraordinaire, what was your best moment in this film, and, and what was your your least favorite part of this film? Um, I guess my best moment was actually getting to see him, even if it was only for five seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, and honestly, um, I was this movie to me could be you could cut out a little bit of this movie. It was a little long for me. Mm-hmm. For the And then maybe if we had cut it down, the times that Godzilla wasn't in it wouldn't seem so far apart. So I would feel like I had seen him more and it would be a psychological trick on me. <laughs> it, could, it could have done with some extra tripping. I think the two hours uh, plus was a long time for any kaiju film, in all honesty. Uh, because and I mean, the, I know some of the older ones you know, can be a little lengthy. You know, at times. Yeah. They did get a little long in the tooth as well, uh, as far as the runtime goes. Well, most of those old ones uh, that I was watching from the show... Now, I know that the other ones got a little longer, like 105 minutes or so. Most of the older ones were like around the 90-minute mark. Mm-hmm. But they told like yeah, such this, but so much stuff was happening from mm-hmm. them. You know, there were so many people chasing each other that when you, I, I, when I was watching these things, I'm like, it feels like I just watched a two and a half hour film. It was 90 minutes. Yeah. You know, so I agree with you there, Ramon. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that would be my thing, and I guess I really didn't. I was never felt attached to any of the people, which is fine because I just wanted to be attached to Godzilla. But like, if all the people, serious, and it's not, it's not because I'm, you know, a horrible American and I want apocalypse now. Since you know, Scott called everybody out on that. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Scott. <laughs> oh great! Now, oh man, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have. He's just gonna uh, blame his insomnia, and then. <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have like, po- I'm gonna have like angry political people after me, but it, that was not my intention. <laughs> I swear, I. Lo- Yay, America! I love it. <laughs> America. He's gonna, yeah, he's America. gonna wake up, think he sees Godzilla, but it turns out to be a dream. <laughs> Anything else in it, Ramona? Or? No, I was just gonna say they all of those people could have like died, and Godzilla could have just walked by, and I still would have been happy with just. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Nobody's blocking his way. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Caldwell, what about you? Your best moment and worst moment in Godzilla? Uh, the best moment was Godzilla in the fog and smoke, just looking cool. And I liked when he fought and did his moves, his classic moves. I liked the design. I liked all that. So all that was good. The parts that were Godzilla-intensive, I liked. The questions I'm left asking is, what happened to the radiation? And why the fuck was Mary Elizabeth's 
Olsen, whatever the hell her name is, in this movie. Exactly. Yeah. She didn't need to be in this movie. They're, why can't he just be a soldier that his dad knew a lot about Godzilla, and they said, man, you guys might know a lot about Godzilla. Join us. Because that's what <laughs> happened anyways. Like the guys at work with said, he was on leave the whole time that he was doing all this shit. He was supposed to be on leave. And I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> that was the frustrating part. Was that guy running around acting stupid? Uh, the bomb, the blah blah, the chasing the bomb around, and uh. you could have cut her parts out definitely and trimmed. She didn't. She didn't need to even be bit, in it. So, Brian I liked, Cranston. I like. I liked her part, but I just thought that you know. Why? Um, but I mean, I know I like. I like. I thought it gave him the pathos of you know him having that extra guilt and stuff. It's just that she's she's a good actress. Why put? Why put? I, was it? Was it you were saying? Or, or and yeah. Glenn, I think as well. Uh, why put such a wonderful actress in such a teeny tiny yeah. role? You know. Yeah. So. And, right, uh, go ahead. I, I don't. I keep on interrupting. I'm sorry. No, it's, so, Glenn, you're so American. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with what you said. That's another thing. I agree with what Scott said about. People loving death and destruction. I'm one of them. I mean, I love, I love the magnitude of destruction, but I do agree with what he's saying that there's this whole like apocalyptic, like you know, vibe yeah. in the world. My, that's what my wife always says. She would agree with that too. It's like, oh, thank people in this you. world, they just want to believe so much in the apocalypse. It's like ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah. I you know, I make videos about it. What am I gonna say? Thank you, and thank you to your wife. <laughs> Glenn, you save my bacon there. <laughs> Glenn, favorite moment and worst moment in Godzilla. Uh, favorite moment. It's actually two moments okay. that are pretty much related. It starts with when you see Godzilla powering up for his breath weapon. Oh mm -hmm. God, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Shoots the fire down the dude's throat. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. my favorite part. My least favorite part would have to be the 121 minutes that wasn't that. <laughs> 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 That's actually, I love it. <laughs> 121 more minutes of that. Exactly. <laughs> Don, what about you? Uh, favorite part and least favorite part? Uh, I'm 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 right there with with Beth. Um, when when Godzilla started powering up and the lights started going up his back, I just got chills. I was so excited. I I looked over at my nephew and I'm like, you gotta see this. <laughs> Ten year old nephew. That was very exciting. Um, and. Yeah, if if you're gonna have a story with human element, you've got to at least make the humans worth empathizing with. So so character development, huge big deal for me. If you want us to to connect, you got to make people worth connecting with. Awesome. And uh, Colin, you sir, uh, how how did your best moment and worst oh, moment? I think probably the best moment was watching when you see his tail, his body start to just glow, and then he just breathes yeah. fire down the monster. Oh, that, 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 that's everybody's, I think. That was you're waiting for that moment. <laughs> yeah. That was the money shot of the movie. That was yeah. really. It was, no, I'm not. I don't mean that in any sleazy way. I'm serious. Yeah, no, no, you're right. So it was. That was the that was the thing like that we were. That was the shot. I was that waiting I was on waiting that. For. Yeah. I was waiting on that. Least fair. They were dumber than the soldiers in Godzilla 98. I mean, even those guys. Let's get a big pile of fish together, guys. Let's open the sewer. <laughs> My oh, favorite no, is not Godzilla 98. Soldiers in 98 are way more dumber than 
the 2014. Like, I don't know. Like, this movie is better than 98. This movie was but way better than 98. But my favorite part of 98 was that when they actually lose Godzilla. How do you lose Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for Pete's sake, Godzilla actually, well, Zilla, actually jumped up and eat one of the military. <laughs> it's yeah, probably the same platoon. If he's Godzilla is a ninja. There's the whole thing where he pretty much like sneaks up on one of the the mutos. He's oh, like yeah. walking up, not making oh, yeah. a sound. Yeah. That was so cliche of a scene where die and then Godzilla comes up behind it. I was like, really? Come on! That kind of happened yeah. in Godzilla versus uh, Mechagodzilla. I was going to say, this happened on other Godzilla films, though. That has happened on other Godzilla films where a monster has snuck up on the other monster. What happens would have been cool is if Godzilla would have grabbed the nuke and just thrown it out to the ocean. He had a big enough hand. He could have done that. He could have just got it and like, chucked it like a candy bar. It's like, say he didn't know how much nothing. time was left. He wasn't going to risk yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Then he could have took his nap. He could have took his cat nap after. Go along! Just take all the drama out of it totally. Just grab it and just throw it out there. Like This isn't fun. fish. I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an apex predator, but I don't eat. Whatever. Well, the humans are too little to eat. Otherwise, you know, he would have just said, "Oh, yummy snack." Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I wonder how many fishes Godzilla actually eats when he's underwater. That's what they should have shown. I would have liked that. Whales, I think. You think he eats whales? I don't think. Doesn't just eat. I just, I just thought of something. Does anybody remember that in the '90s that there was a industrial band called God Lives Underwater? No, I think just, no. Well, there was, and I just now what? thought Godzilla lives underwater. It makes sense now. <laughs> it's a bit of a reach, but yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, we've got a sequel coming out, which I, I am happy for. I'm hoping we get some more uh, monster action on monster action, but and uh, hopefully they, more Godzilla. And Mecha more Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla is what I want to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, final thought of the night. Okay, what monster would you like him to fight in the sequel? Oh. We'll, we'll start with. Uh, I want to start with Colin on this one. Colin, what monster would you like to see him fight in the sequel if they could get the licensing? Because I heard it's a licensing issue, so they probably won't. They probably have to do an original. But if they could, what's the one monster you'd like to see him fight in the sequel? Uh, I think it'd be really cool to see uh, King Ghidorah. If that's oh, yeah. his name. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Or King Kong, if possible. Or King, oh, King Kong, there you go. Peter Jackson would get worried. Uh, they might make a better <laughs> King Kong movie. Uh, Glenn, what about you? One monster that you'd like to see Godzilla fight? Uh, what? Probably King Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go with that. Yeah. Although, I don't, I, you know... <laughs> I don't remember that one. Which one was that one? He's a three-headed. Oh, he, fought, he fought him a lot He in the old days. It was Ghidorah, uh, three-headed monster, invasion of the astro monster, uh, destroy all planets, and then I think they brought him back to the Hisei series. Or uh, whatever. You know, I don't know. I, ha- I have a certain fondness for... Uh, oh, how, what, was, what was his actual name? Uh, Hidora or... Smog monster. Smog monster. Yeah. Yeah. Smog monster. I have I have a certain fondness for the smog monster. <laughs> Only if they bring back all the songs that go with it, though. Yeah. Songs of the earth. <laughs> That's a trippy movie. 
I, yeah. I, it's 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 insane. I loved it. I oh, it's awesome. It. Yeah. I'm gonna totally do an episode of my show all about that one Godzilla movie. It's just so weird. <laughs> you let me know when. <laughs> I will. I will. Thank you. Don, what about you? You're monster. You would like to see Godzilla fight in the sequel, if he could. I've I've always been partial to Rodan. Rodan. Nice. I've, I've always been partial to Rodan. I know that's. No, Rodan would be good because then you could get that hurricane subtext in there. They could have the battle in in uh, uh, in uh, Louisiana, and <laughs> Rodan Rodan could cause another flood in New Orleans. There you go. Let's get them both in. Ghidorah and Rodan. They could, Godzilla and Rodan can, of course, be the reluctant allies who will team up just this once to beat the evil monster and then go their separate yeah. ways. Yes, there you go. What about you, Joe? Uh, one oh, I, is, is that what his name is? Mechagodzilla, the electronic one or whatever? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not yeah. the biggest fan, sorry. Yeah. No, that's I mean, Mecha- I know Rodan and Mothra and all that, but... Yeah. No, that's, um, that's, that's the name of Mechagodzilla, yeah. 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 Me- Mechagodzilla would make a lot of sense considering the angle they were playing with this. You know, Godzilla suddenly isn't the, the savior of the humans, and suddenly they want to try to you know, build something so they don't have to rely on Godzilla. And I want, like, I want, I want uh, aliens to come down. Yes, thank you. Yeah. The Mysterians. Yeah, then he, then he Mysterians come down. Right? So he shows up, or... Uh, Maybe make it a creature from another planet or something. I don't there know. You know. What, what about you, Ramona? Uh, you, what, what monster would you like to see Godzilla fight? I could go for some some Mecha Godzilla action, or yeah. even something. I it's gonna sound crazy, but I I love me some Space Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Space I Godzilla. I do. He's like the 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 Wario of of Godzilla. Like. <laughs> 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 the red kryptonite Godzilla. <laughs> so I would, I would completely welcome, welcome that one. It'll never probably happen, but I would welcome it. No. What about you, Mr. Davis? Your monster that you'd it's, like to see Godzilla fight in a sequel? It's gotta be King Ghidorah. Uh, yeah. he, he, he was just, he was like such a constant thorn in Godzilla's <laughs> side uh, in those old Showa films, and. Um, yeah, what, what uh, some of you guys were saying, like Joe was saying, yep, gotta be aliens. You gotta bring in something fantastic, not so damn serious, in this next <laughs> one. And yes, what also what Ramona was saying to put, you know, Rodan, uh, who yes, Beth was my probably my next favorite to Godzilla uh, of the good guy monsters and stuff. I love that movie, Rodan. Um, yeah, put Godzilla and Rose- Rodan and have Rodan? King <laughs> What did I say? No, no, you're Rodan. Godzilla and Rodan fighting, fighting on alien, fighting aliens where they send King Ghidorah. Absolutely, I think you guys have all kind of each like sprinkled like great stuff in there. Fantastic, uh, except for Mothra. Screw him because I hate those little girls. <laughs> 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 Tony, what about you? Uh, monster that you'd like to see Godzilla fight a new one, or, or would you like to see what what monster would you like to see him fight? Well, to be get to see a Godzilla versus Pacific Rim movie, but I do want to go with what, but I do want to go with what Colin said, which is King Kong. I just love that son of a bitch. Oh, King! Kong. I thought that was good too. Yeah, I like that one. That's good. King Kong would be interesting. That, that would be an interesting angle they could play with it. Um, 
I, I I think it's far enough away from the original King Kong. You could almost get away with it. And like what? And like what? When you said Peter Jackson could get attached to the project. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, it'll no. be six no, hours long. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be four hours long, and three of them will be helicopter shots over the yes. monsters. No, 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 no. No, no, it'll be six hours long, and then as they rush towards each other, directed by Peter Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Pete, I love you, but from now on, you get budgets of $5 million and a runtime of two hours, that's it. Well, I mean, Peter Jackson's Kong is like, what, two hours and 40 minutes? Yeah, no, three hours and three minutes. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah. and you only get get like maybe two and a half hours of King Kong, and I still love the fucking movie. (laughs) Awesome movie. I hated that movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's a discussion for another time. I didn't hate it. I I liked it, but it was a disappointment. I love the original. I could have had this. It does get a little slow in the first Godzilla takes a bombs to the face. It shouldn't even be a fight. He just walks up and and blasts them, and that's it. Fur on fire, and fur on fire. King Kong's like doing that little. It's like a little slapstick thing. King Kong's doing the little the furs on on his butt is on fire. Like like hopping all the way on top of the water, all the way back to Skull Island. No, we need like we need like a Mecha Shockma or something. That would be interesting. Mecha baboon. Oh my god. Go. It's a Wait. giant door. What we could have here. <laughs> we have the American government try to create a Godzilla, and it looks like Zilla from 98. We just watched Godzilla wreck it for two hours. <laughs> As a meteor is coming down, and Bruce Willis is on there trying to destroy the meteor splits, and King Ghidorah comes out of the meteor. That's what I was going to say. The lamps in the water, which causes a huge tidal wave, which knocks the uh, aircraft carrier into the capital, and then Godzilla comes along and stops the volcano from erupting over Yellowstone. Which woke up Rodan. (laughs) This is becoming like a Patton Oswalt pitch. <laughs> and then oh, we can see our movie where Godzilla has to earn his own wings. Yeah, Godzilla. Oh, and then Godzilla, he uses Rodan, who has fallen, and attaches it to himself. And as he flies, he yells yeah. out, Let's roll! No. <laughs> Sorry. Imagine um, we actually see Godzilla roll like a turtle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Gamera. We need a Gamera movie now. We, Gamera we, is getting rebooted in 2015 in Yeah, I saw that Japan. too. Is he really? Yeah, I think getting, you're going to see a lot of these movies now. That's what I think. Well, <laughs> Which that's, is, that's if okay. nothing else, that's great. If, so here's if anything, the real question. Yeah. How long before they bring back Godzuki? All the babies. Yes. Smoke rings. <laughs> oh, I made everybody cringe. <laughs> the baby Godzilla. Well, yeah, baby no, Godzilla no. looks different than the one Godzilla. And then there's Godzilla Junior. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And actually, I actually have a question. Yeah, I actually have a question. I was gonna say this. Even though some of you did hate this 2014 film, do you think it makes you forget about the abomination the '98 film was? Yeah, of course. Yes. 
I had already forgotten about it before yeah. I watched those old films. But yeah, that was just, I think everyone can but say this. That was just horrible. I remember going to see that, and um, I'm, I know that, you know, our ages and stuff, I think that I'm uh, kind of like around the same age as some of you. I think some of you are younger than me, though. And I was, so I was uh, already, like, just over 20 and everything, like, in my, in my early 20s when that movie came out. And I remember by the time, I was so excited to see it, and then by the time yeah. it ended, and Puff Daddy was singing, uh-huh. Yeah, God, yeah. I remember running from the theater outside and yelling, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, no! I had a similar experience, yes. Uh, because I saw, it, I saw it early when it first came out. We got a, tickets from the radio station. It was the same feeling. I was so psyched, so psyched, so psyched, so psyched. And then, like, it was just like, bleh. <laughs> the ra- my, my radio, my my similar story of that. The radio station where you found where you're excited, you get the preview, and then you see the movie, Blair Witch Two. <laughs> That's ah. the one I got to see. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> with I think this one thing we could say though, with Godzilla being popular at the box office, even with the mixed reviews, it's still got a good audience build. We're gonna, are we going to possibly see a rebirth of monster films that don't have the asylum attached to them? I think so. I, I, I hope mean, so. <laughs> I, I hope so, too, actually, because if they look as good as Godzilla did, I, I'm all for it. If they can make the monsters look good, and hell, I'll even go for sequel. That's what I want. Overfield sequel? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know my favorite <laughs> I want Japan to take the to take the ball and say, okay, nah. now let's reboot our Godzillas, let's reboot our Gamoras, and we'll do our own thing and let the Americans do their own thing. Because really, after this movie, and I've said it before, I was like, crazy white people, get your hands off Godzilla because it's all just a bummer. <laughs> I, but the fact that it's making money, I think, might spark Toho into looking back into it and putting some serious thought back into bringing... Uh, the film's back because let you know uh, Godzilla '85 is the only one that's not released on DVD, and I got to watch the Japanese version recently, and it's weird how history has repeated itself. But this way, this time, it's been popular in the U.S. Godzilla '85, that film yeah. took a while to make. It was a ten-year hiatus, just like we've had here with Godzilla. Uh, it was a wide, huge release in the U.S. But on the difference is it bombed in the U.S. <laughs> and here we actually have, after a 10-year hiatus, a Godzilla film that's actually made lots of money. And hopefully I, it takes, Toho takes notice and sees it. Though this one around didn't have uh, Bambi versus Godzilla, which I was disappointed. <laughs> I was hoping to is see that, some Bambi versus is, Godzilla. Mark's hey, video about that, I'm sorry, Mark's video about that was like, it was so weird. I had literally watched uh, American Godzilla 85 and the Japanese Godzilla 85, and the very night, as I'm going and posting my opinion, he published that on the same <laughs> night, and I watched it, and everything he says in that video is pretty much the same. Right down to me seeing Godzilla 85 in the theater, yup. The differences in the Cold War stuff, yup. The differences in quality, yup. So he just says it all, I swear. It's weird. Mark's a mind reader. Yeah. <laughs> have any of you, I, some of you I'm sure have seen Godzilla 85, and some of us were uh, able to see it in the theater, but uh, Tony or, or Colin, had you seen Godzilla 85? 
No. No, the, no. the 1954 film and unfortunately the 98 film are the only Godzilla <laughs> films I've seen. If, if you get a chance, I think it's online, check out Godzilla 85, the Japanese cut. Because it'll give, yeah. you an, it'll give you an idea of, uh, and if you can find the American version, then do that. I know it's on VHS, but, um, you know, uh, it, because that film really shows you just the difference in, in the film of uh, how they cut it versus the... Uh, versus the U.S. versus the Japanese one, namely at the superpowers, which it was kind of funny. Wow. It came up in this film, uh, from, from my thought in this, it came up in this film where they had held off on nuking them, and I had just watched Godzilla 85, uh, the Japanese version, and in that one, Russia and the U.S., their very first response, very first response to how to take care of Godzilla, let's throw a nuke at it. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the Japanese the 85 one. film just called Godzilla? Yeah, no, it's, it's called, called Godzilla, it's called Godzilla 1985. 1985. Or and then Return, in Japan, of Return of Godzilla. There you go, in Japan it was oh, Return okay. of Godzilla. And in the 85 edit is like all like rah-rah, it's like so total like Cold War paranoia yeah, thing. The, and they, they cut with the, the, the Soviets look awful. The, in the other one, they make they basically shame both sides, and like Japan even alleges like maybe these guys want to throw a nuke at it so that they can have a use Japan as a testing ground for their nu nuclear weapons. They were like doing some really am saying some amazing things. I was like, whoa, yeah, I did not expect them to go there. <laughs> that was yeah, really ja nice. the Japan cut really does not paint the U.S. or Russia in their Cold War very well. And when you've got both of them responding immediately, let's nuke them. And then in this film, you had people, well, maybe we shouldn't nuke them. I'm thinking, yeah, that's because it's on your own soil, isn't it? If it was Japan mm -hmm. and Tokyo was getting <laughs> annihilated, you'd be like, yeah, let's throw a nuke at it. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, you'd be like Bill Pullman and go, nuke them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, I think we're going to end it here, folks. I want to thank you, everybody, so much for joining us in the spoiler room. We had a great crew. Uh, why don't we go down the line, Colin, you first. Uh, where can they catch you at, sir? You have stuff uh, that people can see, uh, some good stuff. Why don't you let us know where they can find you at? Go ahead, plug away. So my YouTube channel is Marvel DC Fans Reviews, and then I'm also on Twitter, at MDC Reviews, and I'm a member of the We Live Film fan chat page on Facebook, and... Yeah, that's where I'm at. Awesome. And Don? Hey. I'm, uh, you can find me in the audience.net. I do written stuff. I'm not a video person like these people. <laughs> yeah, but written's more legit, as I'm being oh, told. Oh, that's so, not you know. true at all. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Butner, go ahead, plug away yeah. all your stuff. All my stuff. Well, you can find me uh, on YouTube at the Beeble Bunker, where I do my reviews. Uh, more importantly, at least for me, you can uh, find my current project under construction, I guess. I'm doing an Indiegogo, trying to raise money for that. Uh, you can find that um, Indiegogo.com backslash project backslash Naked dash hobo dash pictures dash presents dash even dash more dash more dash shorts backslash x backslash four nine two one six zero or just look for naked hobo picture presents even more horror shorts. There you go. 
Awesome. Well, hopefully uh, you can get that money you need for that shirt because we got to see more things like hell. Absolutely. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and, and Joe, what about you, sir? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm at Caldwell3, C-A-U-W-E-L-3 at uh, YouTube. That's about it for right now. <laughs> Working on with you sometimes on We Live Film, and I'm on that We Live Film fan chat page also. Awesome. Let's call it. Ramona, do you have anything that you'd like to plug, my dear? Um, you can occasionally read some of my interviews and articles on Rock Revolt magazine. It's online. Other than that, I'm just your average normal psychologist by day. <laughs> <laughs> and Godzilla fan by And night. Godzilla. That's what I'm usually doing. <laughs> Imagining Godzilla and things. So. Freudian slips with Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Mr. an atomic bomb is just an atomic bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Scott Davis. Uh, I, um, you can see me. I, I haven't written there for a while, but you can see me at uh, filmgeekcentral.com. Uh, also, I have a uh, video web series called uh, Movieocrity that you can catch on YouTube or Vimeo. I prefer Vimeo because... YouTube sometimes uh, bans my videos. No, they <laughs> suck. They suck. And uh, so, but I, but I'm at YouTube and Vimeo. Movieocrity. That's M O V I O C R I T Y. Uh, awesome. And I cover like exploitation and cult cinema. Fantastic. And uh, Mr. Estrada, go ahead. Plug your stuff, man. You could go to my YouTube channel, 22 Tiger Dude, 22 all uh, Tiger Dude lowercase. Of course, that's where you'll see. That's where you will see my videos. You could go to my Facebook page, 22 Tiger Dude. That's where all. That's where I share all of my videos, and you know, I type in my statuses. My Twitter, it's at Tiger Dude 22, and well, you could just see me express my thoughts from there. And you could follow me on Instagram at 22 Tiger Dude. I'm seeing a trend there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I have my Tiger Power right there. There you go. Tiger <laughs> Power. Excellent. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on this fun discussion. I hope everybody had uh, enjoyed it, and I hope people have enjoyed listening to it and watching it. And uh, remember, with the spoiler room, the films may be spoiled, but the conversation is always fresh. Good night. <laughs>